Hey everybody, Jason here. Before we start this episode, I just want to mention, if you haven't seen it already, the new panel discussion podcast, Cerebrivore, is out now, where a number of podcasters get together and talk about interesting topics. First episode is out. There's a link in the show notes. Check it out. Well, pop yourself a beer or a cold libation. Let me tell you how I wrote this little thing. I went and took a call from brother Jason, and he tells me that he has a little dream. He says he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast, and I ask him what you got. He said I'll start off with some talking and some movie clips of popcorn, fighting fantasy explorations and some groundless exploitation. Kickstarts that I'm watching and some blind unboxings, full month horror movie marathon. Sometimes I'll let the box come on, contest and of course you know it's all about games. I said slow down, let's just start with the name. It's the Nerds RPG Variety. With the other Jason. Welcome back to Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason. This is just a short listener feedback episode on our March contest. I really appreciate everybody that participated in that contest. Of course, Jules over at Jules from NZ won. She split the winnings between a drive through RPG gift certificate and a donation to the Cancer Society there in New Zealand. We had a little bit of a problem seeing how the Cancer Society didn't want to take a donation from an American address, but we figured that out. I'm glad to say all that's taken care of and secure now. But I got a couple calls on that, and I'm going to play them now. Normally I would wait, and today you should be hearing a two-hour War Games tutorial for Swordplay 2018. But unfortunately, due to technical problems and time constraints, that episode is not ready. So I'm just putting this out there to have an episode out because... I've had people complaining that, where's the next episode? (laughs) You know who you are. Other things going on, I caught a werewolf movie called I Am Lisa. Came out in 2020. I I wish I could say great things about it. It's a great premise. And some of the actors are pretty darn good. but And some of the characters are decent. But they're let down by a weak script. And kind of weak direction. So, and, and there are parts of it, the plot, and it's kind of slow. I think it's worth seeing. I think it's a neat concept, and I think it deserves to be remade. It definitely goes in the category of movies that should be remade because the idea is really good. But it's basically what you have is something akin, and this, and all the marketing, you watch anything, you'll see what this is. It's basically I spit on your grave mixed with ginger snaps, Okay. And it's actually got some neat characters in there. The There's an evil family in there that are really... the All the actors for the evil family are pretty good, and they do a good job with what they're given, but what they're given is pretty weak. Like I say, that there's plotting parts of the movie, and there's slow parts of the movie, and the script isn't that great. But some of the... And the, and the lead actress is pretty good. So I it's hard to recommend because it's not a very good movie. But there's a good movie in there, and I think it deserves to be remade by maybe even with the same actors. Honestly, I I, I think maybe not all the actors, but I think you you know the main family, bad evil family, the lead actress, they're all definitely good enough to be cast in, in a better version of this. So if you like werewolf movies, you know maybe put it on the background. There's nothing really crazy there. 
um, or, or nothing you have to pay a whole lot of attention to, and there's a lot of dead dead air during the movie, unfortunately. But but it's a neat concept. The other thing I've been kept catching up on, or you know, in the background, you'll catch in the snippets the transitions between the calls. So you'll kind of figure what that what that is as you go. And I've been reading the uh, Court of Owls saga in DC Comics, the start of the New 52. And so since I'm reading the whole thing, including the not just Batman, but the other comics that tie in, like Batwing and Red Hood and the Outlaws and all those, I've been reading all those series up to the point where they transition over. So that's been fun. But that's about enough for what's going on with me. Let's hear some of these calls. Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Well, maybe it's your auntie or a joke by your spouse, but the operator's screaming is coming from inside the house. Hi, Jason. Spencer here. I just want to say that I don't think I really grasped the whole white whale aspect of the competition when I submitted my entry. And um, just to address that, uh, back in the day when I first started playing RPGs and uh, I was playing Merp, that was the the first game that I actually bought. Um, a, a, if, if you don't count the introduction to Fine Fantasy RPG, um, which I don't think I really realized was an RPG, even though uh, I'd, I owned it. Um, but to me, it was a, a kind of a solo book that you could play with other people as, as much, as much uh, well, as little sense as that makes. Anyway, um, I'm going to have to leave you another message. So I decided I would go out and purchase a system that I was going to run. And I can remember going to the store, uh, this big hobby shop, and being completely overwhelmed at the choice of things on display. Uh, unbeknownst to me, I think most of that stuff was wargaming stuff, but I didn't really know what I was looking at there. But two things jumped out at me, um, one of which was Stormbringer. And I think that was possibly second edition. I'm not sure. It would have been kind of, I don't know, what, 84 or something. Anyway... Um, what I plumbed for was paranoia. And although I enjoyed reading that, I never actually got round to running it. And, uh, yeah, that is a game I still yet to play. And I would put Stormbringer in that category too. So both white whales there. Cheers. It's probably because you're bottling up the past. The past is not a root beer, Kimmy Schmidt. That's right, Spencer. Stop living in the past. No, Stormbringer is an awesome game. I, in fact, just recently picked up the box set for Hawkmoon, which I've never owned before, and I'm looking forward to checking that out. The Hawkmoon is really an expansion. It's supposed to be a standalone game, but everything I've read says it's more of an expansion to Stormbringer. And I bought the Quorum, maybe I'm saying that right, C-O-R-U-M, source book as well. Um, But, yeah. I don't know. I've spent too much money on games recently, but Stormbringer is definitely a very cool game that I I think you should try to get in. And same with Paranoia. I know not everybody loves Paranoia, as we heard 
in our favorite RPGs um, section or contest a while back. But some people do love Paranoia, and I'm sure if you look, you'll be able to get into a game. It's probably worth getting at least one game of it. And our mutual friend, Safer Fantasy Crafting, likes Paranoia, I believe. So maybe that's something you can hit him up to do and run for you. Okay, let's move on to the next caller, Anthony from the Casting Shadows podcast. Hey, Jason. Anthony here, just calling in to say thanks so much for taking the time and effort to put together the award show. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And I'm curious. I have this question now. As you listen to all of these uh, different games coming in, I'm curious which ones or which games were the biggest surprises to hear were White Whales and which ones or which one do you think you yourself would be the most interested to try? Anyway, thanks again. Take care. Jillian's probably cheating on me. Not with Fat Rhonda, obviously, but he's been in Japan a lot lately. You can get a mistress in a vending machine there. Anthony, thank you so much for the call and the kind words. Now, Anthony's in South Korea. I don't know if the vending machines in South Korea are like those vending machines in Japan. Um, maybe Menyon can call and give us a, a review of the vending machines in Japan. But which were the most surprising of the white whales? That's an interesting question. I was surprised there weren't more repeats, to be honest. There were only a few repeats in there. Um, hold on. I've got, I've got a list. Let me pause this and go to the list I made. So, Anthony, looking at my list here, I was hoping there would be more board and card games. But that's okay. It's mostly an RPG audience, so I understand that. Um, I was happy to get the ones that I did. I think maybe... Yeah, I don't know. I think the most surprise might have been Dungeon Land, actually, our winner, Dungeon Land, the AD&D module about Alice in Wonderland that Jules from NZ submitted. Um, that, that, that was a neat thing that TSR did, and neat tie-in with some literature. And to be honest, I know Jules runs 5e, and I know she plays Pathfinder, and, and she plays some other games, so it's not like Jules is a 5e-only kind of gal. But you know, AD&D, like she said in her call, who would have thought Jules would have called for something AD&D? So that, that might have been the biggest shock, actually. Um, it was kind of, like I was saying, there were a couple duplicates on there, like Shadow of the Demon Lord, Star Frontiers. But yeah, I think Jules's Dungeon Land might have been the, the thing that took me most off guard. As for the game I'm most likely to play or run in, I'm going to eliminate games that I've already played. Like Classic Travelers on here for James Shaw. And he really wants to play that, so there's a good chance I might be in a game of that. But I, I don't want to count that because I've played Traveler before. Um, same thing with Minion and Gamma World. I love. We used to love Gamma World. Great game. I think probably what I would most like to do, and I'm not going to give you one. I'm going to give you a handful here. I'm going to mention Burning Wheel that was said by Arlen Walker. Riddle Steel that was said by Nate Gilbreth. Both those really would need to campaign to to check the systems out. They're not a one and done, you know, a one shot kind of game. Both those need longer campaigns. And then the other one I would really like now, you know, Kids on Bikes or Tales from the Loop. Both those I'd I'd really like to play. But I think the other one I'm going to mention in here is one that Spencer or Free Thrall said. Jaws of the Six Serpents, because I've been wanting to try that for a long time. Barbarians of Lemuria is my favorite sword and sorcery game. 
And Jaws of the Six Serpents has the, it's got the potential to take that crown away. I don't think it will. I think Barbarians will be easier to teach to the average gamer than Jaws. I think Jaws still has some narrative elements that puts it closer to Fate. But Jaws is somewhere between Fate and Barbarians. So I'd really like to try Jaws of the Six Serpents as well. Ultimately, though, I'm a social gamer. So for the most part, I'm, I'm willing to try anything. But I think that's as close as I can narrow down the options on this particular list. Thank you for those questions, Anthony. Kia Jace. Um, congratulations to Jules on winning your competition. The White Whale episode was uh, an awesome one. I'm here again taking off my hat. And look, I am not going to uh, lament my white whales and gnash my teeth i'm here with a pledge i grant you permission to mock me mercilessly if in 12 months hence i have not played either the uh, the bubble gum shoe or kids on bikes right so this is this is it man i'm putting it on the record i'm gonna get them games to the table i'm gonna make it happen one way or another um, in fact, I'm going to hit the group up with it ASAP and, and get something going because I will not, I will not suffer that white whale. Take care. I'll catch you later. And another thing, Jace, I wanted to thank you for your acknowledgement of my back catalogue. It is a heavily curated and sprawling mess of a thing. One day I would like to think it will be in some better order and will stand as some kind of testament to ah oh, my efforts and the efforts of the people that have contributed. But uh, that seems like it's some way off currently. But um, yeah, thanks, man. Take care, and I'll catch you later. Mrs. Voorhees, I'm worried about Abattoir. I walk him twice a day, and he never goes to the bathroom. Oh, they bred that out. Someone's anus is purely decorative. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, Colin, thank you for those kind words. And my only advice would be don't curate too much, or it'll end up like abattoirs rear in there, huh? Nah, I kid. So, first of all, can I believe you that you're going to prioritize getting those white whales to the table. I look forward to hearing you talk about playing those with the family. I definitely also have some games that I'm prioritizing to get to the table, namely Street Fighter RPG from White Wolf, because why not, right? It looks like silly fun, and I like silly fun RPGs. Sometimes I don't want to play Doom and Gloom and, and Gritty and Grimy and all that. Sometimes I just want to have fun at the table and laugh with my friends, and I think Street Fighter is going to give us that. But to... Yeah, I'm not picking on you for your back catalog. I know it sounds like I do. It's just I, I remember a lot of those great shows you had and the great discussions we had, whether it be, you know, Improvision or whether it be, you know, Oil, Flaming Oil or whether it be whatever, and or the game reviews you did and the different things you talked about. And, and I like to refer people to other podcasts when they've talked about things. And so my gut is referring to your old, back catalog of course it isn't there so i can't refer people to that anymore so that's kind of where where that kind of comes up but no i i totally respect your right to curate your back catalog don't get me wrong 
I, I, I understand why you're doing it and I do support you. I, even though it's not, well, I, I, I do support you. So l- let me say that it, it, it's your thing. You do you. And it, the last thing I need to do is tell you how to be Colin, right? So thank you for those calls. Really appreciate it. And now we're going to move on to my good friend, Carl Rodriguez, the Geomologist Presents podcast. Hey, Jason, I didn't know we got three entries into the contest, or we had three choices. I just listed the top two um, the things like white whales that could get to the table, but, you know, I have a lot more. Um, I think one of the ones I didn't mention, and I'm shocked that I didn't mention it, maybe it wasn't at the front of my brain, was the Dracula dossiers that we've talked about um, by you know, run made by Pelgrane, I think it's Pelgrane, using the gumshoe system and uh, a nice black agent's tail. But uh, I'd, I'd love to run that. And I, you know, it sucks. I haven't really run or completed a full Call of Cthulhu big campaign. I got close with the Eye of, the, uh, Eye of Azathoth as an older box set uh, campaign for Call of Cthulhu. I think we got to the second penultimate chapter. And I've started masks. Oh, I guess I, that's why, because I've started them and never finished them. But, oh well. Fun fact, there actually wasn't a, a number said, I don't think. I tried not to say a number so people could submit one or however many white whales they had. I didn't want to limit people to a certain number. I, I think with these kind of contests, people automatically think three, which is why a lot of people submitted three, but not everybody did. Um yeah, you know, I picked up Drac- Dracula Dossier back when they kickstarted it. And it's interesting, and like Dracula Redacted, where they went through and, you know, did the, redid the novel and all that was neat. And there's a lot of great ideas there. I just am not a fan of Gumshoe. I have to be honest with you. I, I just, it, it doesn't grab me. Um, I, I recently picked it up, picked up Leading Edge Games, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which uses the same system as the old Aliens RPG, which is a cut-down version of Phoenix Command, which is about as crunchy and simulationist as you probably ever want to get. D-1000 hit location tables and whatnot. And, yeah, it's an interesting mix. But, you know, when you have Bram Stoker's Dracula, and, of course, that's based on the movie with Gary Oldman and Keanu Reeves and all, and it has rules in there for machine guns and helicopters and all, it has to bring a smile to your face, right? I've also recently ordered the board game that goes with that, but that has not arrived yet, um, unfortunately. So, yeah, I don't know. Dra- vampires, vampire hunting. There's lots of systems you can do that in. I don't know that Gumshoe would be my choice. I think some. I think where Gumshoe sh- might shine, well, maybe not Gumshoe, but I think the, the great thing that comes out of the, those games, though, Knights, Black Agents, and some of those other games and especially Dracula dossiers is fleshed out, is that conspiramid, I might be saying that wrong, but the, the way for laying out the conspiracy and the way for laying out that mystery for players to pick through. And I don't think you need to use the gumshoe system to use that conspiramid or whatever the right term is. I'm not going to look it up. But that term for building that hierarchy of mystery and, and the clues for them to follow, I think you could adapt that to other systems easily enough. Um, and, and I, so I definitely think there's some great things in Dracula dossier. Um, unfortunately, like all these, you know, it's something I've read through, so I don't know that I have that. I mean, obviously you can change it around and do different things with it, 
but I don't know how much interest I have in playing something that I've I've read. So that's a fault of mine for reading the things I buy, I guess. Although I don't read everything I buy, so I've a number of things I ha- I bought that I haven't read. Like I haven't delved into the Lawnmower Man RPG that I picked up, so there you go. You know, one last note for Carl. Come to think of it, if you want to hunt something, I have the World's of Species RPG. So it's not quite like a vampire, but it kind of does combine alien sex and hunting a monster. So there's that. By the way, you might have noticed there wasn't a soundbite after Carl's call. That's because Carl is a big science fiction fan, and he likes to read a lot of books with alien sex in them. And, uh, you know, this is a family show, so I really didn't want to play anything like that. I was going to play Christopher Walken from Communion, where he plays Whitley Strieber, and there are some great things from that, but I decided, you know, it's, it's better if you just watch the movie. So with that, we're going to close the show out. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to all my callers. And fingers crossed, knock on wood, next time you hear my voice, it'll be doing the two-hour war game swordplay tutorial. Take care, folks. Joking about your spouse, but the operator's screaming it's coming from inside the house. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Well, the audience is pretty sure he took a pretty head, and the only question left is if I fail to shoot him dead. Bring on the gold, bring on the gold. There is a dustman in your moil's body zipper, and I'm assuming that your partner back there in the wood chipper. Don't look away.